0: I'll tell them I pray for them and I'll I'll tell them I pray for their safety and be safe out there and I'll talk with them about have yeah. have you had any rough um, issues today yeah. and and, the, and they'll share a little bit of, of what's happened in their day. I think all that kind of stuff is just oh, yeah. a, a way to help build a, a decent relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Recognize they're not just some governmental entity. Right. But they're human beings. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart.
0: Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Daniel yes. and I have this ongoing joke that we've been doing this what, 3 years Daniel?
1: Yeah, almost 3 years. Almost maybe. 3 years maybe a and more. I
0: still stumble over the title. I don't know what it is. Daniel yeah. can't spell yeah. and I can't remember the title of our 3 year podcast. Yeah,
1: we all have our flaws. As, we all have our flaws. As perfect as Vicky is. Uh, yeah. She still cannot remember the name <laughs> right. of the podcast. But, but anyway, that
0: she does. it it is our podcast. It is. <laughs> And I'm Vicky Kaziorg. I do remember my name.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's good.
0: (laughs) And I'm here with Daniel Parks. And um, this is a podcast that we actually had thought we've done. We've probably yeah, we've probably touched on this topic. It's one of
1: our training components when we do our trainings. We talk about how to deal with the police. That's the subject of this podcast, right? But yeah, I can't believe actually we went through our whole list of podcasts because I could have sworn that we did an episode about this. Yeah. But if we did, it's lost somewhere in the ether. Yeah, and uh, maybe it got sucked into a black hole, or something and it's like important. That. It's yeah.
0: an important topic. Well, how do you deal with the police? Because you will. Yeah, if you're yeah. on the sidewalk, you better know how to deal with the police. So right. So that that and in fact, we had. I think I wrote it following an incident um, where someone was spit upon. I believe that was the what happened. Spat upon. Spat upon. Sput okay. upon. I'm not sure what. The- <laughs> And, and you talk yeah. about
1: me not knowing how to spell?
0: <laughs> and anyway, You literally
1: write books and you don't know what was that is? It disgusting.
0: I okay. want you to know it was right. disgusting. And, and the counselor said, should I press charges? And I was like, yes.
1: Of course. Of course
0: you should press charges. This is assault. And yeah. I thought, you know, we all need to be on the same page about, you know, when you press charges, what is assault, all of that, and how to develop yeah. a relationship with the police.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Like you said, if you're out there doing ministry on any kind of a regular basis, it's inevitable. Right. The police are going to get called or yeah. you're going to have to call the police. Either they're yeah. going to get called on you or you're going to have to call them on someone or both. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios where the police are involved in the situation. Right. This is not for you to you guys to be afraid. So don't be afraid. We don't walk in fear. We walk in faith. But it's a reality. We're we're confronting the number one moral evil, mm-hmm. number one moral issue of our day, mm-hmm. at these places where it's happening by sometimes in some cities, uh, hundreds per week. Right. right. Yeah. And the babies are dying, and so. Yeah. You're going to have opposition. What we're doing by its very nature, no matter how nice and sweet you are, what you're doing by its very nature is confrontational. Mm-hmm. You are confronting the powers of darkness. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some pushback. It's either going to be from people you know, going into the abortion center, people driving by, or sometimes it's from the police. Sometimes the police can cause issues. So yeah. we're going to talk about how to deal with them. And one of the first points, you have an article, like you mm-hmm. always do, Vicki, this article, you guys can get it on sidewalksforlife.com, sidewalks4life.com, number four, life.com, tab at the top says equipping articles, and this article will be there for you guys to read over and encourage you guys to do that. But the first subheading that you have in this article is uh, how we build a good relationship with the police. Because
0: it is important. You do what, if you can, it's really good to have a good relationship with them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because when they show up, Mm -hmm. if they're favorable to you, not necessarily they're going to take your side, but at least they're not going to be hostile to you. Yeah. There's an opportunity to talk things through, whatever the situation might be, whether you're, you know, you've been assaulted or you're trying to press charges on someone or someone's trying to get you in trouble. It's good if you have that good working relationship with the police. And so the first thing I would say, when you encounter the police, Mm -hmm. To build a good relationship with them, be respectful. Mm. Even if they're there for some frivolous thing, mm-hmm. even if the clinic, let's say the, the clinic always calls the police on you because you're, quote, blocking the driveway and you're not doing that, of course, because right. you guys would never do that. Right. Even if you're aggravated by the fact that the police are there, don't be aggravated with the police. Be respectful. Be kind to them. Mm-hmm. If they give you directives that are not trampling on your rights – just say yes sir and and move on yeah. if they tell you don't stand in the middle of the driveway or whatever then don't stand in the middle of the driveway yeah if they tell you don't give out brochures then you can respectfully say well officer i do have a right a freedom of speech to hand out these brochures I, i'm respectfully i'm going to continue to do this cuz i know that i can't so if they're telling you things that you know that you can do and not to do those things then you do need to graciously and respectfully push back but for the most part, they're not going to do that. And, you know, I think another way, I don't I don't know if you uh, have this in the article. But a good way to build a relationship with the police is to go and meet them ahead of time, like before they're even called on you. Yeah. It's a good idea to yeah. go to the local precinct and just introduce yourself. Yeah. Maybe you know, if you're a part of Love Life and the vast majority of people listening to this podcast are. But if if you're not, that's fine, too. Uh, but if you're part of Love Life, you'll have our Sidewalk Outreach Code of Conduct. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea to go and bring them that code of conduct and say, here's here's you know, my name is whatever your name is. And I serve under Love Life and just wanted you guys to know what we're doing out on the sidewalk here at the abortion center. And this is our code of conduct that we operate under just so they know that you're legit. You're not some crazies out there. And that could serve to really build a good relationship.
0: I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've been out here a long time. We probably couldn't do that now. <laughs> but, well, I mean, we, but it's we, a good suggestion.
1: Strangely enough, uh-huh. the police here in Charlotte, in the, in the South, in the Bible Belt, are a lot more hostile to us than yeah. the police in Southern California are.
0: I've heard that a lot. And that is unusual. Yeah. Well, it's the city council.
1: It's, Mm -hmm. we have a pro abortion group here that has an end with the city council and those in city government. Yeah. And so I think it has something to do with that. And there's one um, knucklehead police officer in particular, who's in charge of things who doesn't necessarily like us. Yeah. And so that's caused some issues, but I think we've done the best we can to be respectful, to do what we can to build the bridge. Yeah. And it's it's on them.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll tell them I pray for them and I'll I'll tell them I pray for their safety and be safe out there and I'll talk with them about having yeah. have you had any rough um issues today yeah. and and, the, and they'll share a little bit of of what's happened in their day. I think all that kind of stuff is just oh, yeah. a, a way to help build a, a decent relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, I agree with
1: that. Yeah. Recognize they're not just some governmental entity. Right. But they're human beings. Yeah. And so asking yeah. them about their day, I mean, I have a good relationship with some of the officers out here for the most part, just the kind of, I don't know, just common police officers out here. I don't know what their ranks are and all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. They're nice people. They like what they like us. I've been mm-hmm. encouraged by some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some of them come over and talk about like they like what we do. Yeah. Um, but when you get in the higher ups, sometimes if they're hostile, it kind of it kind of muddies the waters. And so it that's does. some of what we've dealt with here. But um, I would say for you guys in other cities, and we're still trying to build that bridge, and we still are. I mean, I think we've we've done a good job here, and as much as we can. But you know, going out of your way to thank Mm -hmm. these police officers, I do think what you mentioned, praying with them. I've had situations where in Southern California, been on on the scene when our team is praying for a police officer because the the Planned Parenthood called the police on them. They came. They found. Obviously, we're not doing what the. What Planned Parenthood said we were doing. we're not blocking anything. we're doing mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. and uh just asked if we can play with it pray with the officer. We've done that a couple of times across the nation in cities where yeah. I've been, and it goes a long way, yeah, like just letting them know that we appreciate what they're doing, the sacrifices yeah. that they make.
0: yeah, that's good
1: and we we add it to our prayer walks, actually, in yeah. kind of the order of service of the things that we pray for in many of our cities, one of those things is praying for the police officers. that's great, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think all of that goes to building a good relationship. Yeah. So the next title you have here, um, subheading, is when to call the police. Right. And so, yeah, give me a little kind of your take on when you think it's appropriate. To I
0: call will them. tell you, first of all, be careful not to have it be over frivolous things because right. they do get annoyed. I would get annoyed. I don't, yeah. I don't want my taxpayer money going for them, running out for every little thing that they the the opposition says that that i find annoying or whatever right. so be very careful what you call them on but you you definitely should always call them without exception if there is any aggression or touch at all yeah from unless it i mean i suppose there's a little discretion if if there's someone is walking by you and it's clearly they just tripped or something and and bumped into you i would not call them on that but if if the opposition is pushing at your signs or touching you or, or shoving you out of the way, um, poking their umbrella at you. We had that happen recently where one poked her umbrella tip through the fence at one of our counselors face. And literally the umbrella um, tip went into her eye, but be- she was wearing sunglasses, yeah. knocked the sunglasses off. But th- that um, person didn't even know that that we were this our our counselor was wearing sunglasses she could have literally poked her eye out we called the police on that so any aggression with without a doubt i i would call the the police um and other than that i probably you know obviously if i ever saw a gun i would call the police yeah um any weapon any weapon um, and if at any point I felt threatened, if I heard a threat, uh, I would I would probably call the police
1: yeah. on that. Yeah, definitely. And so the next thing is, so if you feel threatened, yeah, and or you've been assaulted, or you know anything kind of goes beyond the you know above the norm as far as aggression is concerned that when you feel when there's aggression, that doesn't just mean that somebody's yelling at you, but somebody's like threatening you or shoving or, or whatever. Yeah. Any
0: physical altercation for sure. Yeah. spitting on you. It's definitely assault assault and needs and you need to call the police.
1: So the next thing is when to press charges. Right. And what I will say is you always need to press charges. If someone assaults you, if someone spits on you, if someone, uh, we had a situation at one of our teams here in North Carolina where the pro boards came and took their signs. Just they had their signs, right? And the yeah. pro boards just came came and took them and and tore them up and threw them in the trash. I think that was,
0: happened think. again this week. which, yeah. which if you don't press charges, that's what happens. It escalates. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If you give these people an inch, especially with, there's a little bit of a different way that you handle people that are out there on a regular basis. So like pro-abortion people or workers at the abortion center in, in kind of in contrast to people who are just, who are patients or friends of patients. These are people you're not going to see probably ever again. Right.
0: That I would worry less about Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: You still want to press charges, but I'm saying like, yeah. if you give the pro-abortion people or people that work at the abortion center, security guards that work there or whatever, if you yeah. give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. So this week, you know, they might be, pushing you next week they'll be slapping you the next week they'll be punching you. Yeah. You just want to make sure and hold them accountable. We're not right. talking about you know getting back at them. We're not talking about you know making them pay. I mean in a sense we are, but we're not we don't have bitterness. We know that they're blind, they're dead in their trespasses and sins. We can be forgiving and we can be kind toward them even if they're mean and nasty toward us. We still should be kind and loving toward them. But we need to hold them accountable. Yeah. And that accountability is not just for your own safety. But let's say, you know, they did assault you and you want to be kind and turn the other cheek and we should turn the other cheek as far as forgiving in our heart. But that next week, you're not out there and someone else is. And and they suffer the wrath that could have been thwarted because you if you would have pressed charges, it would have been thwarted, right? Because yeah. you didn't do your duty and press charges and carried it through. Someone else is going to suffer,
0: right? So you could put your teammates in jeopardy right. yeah. if, if you're not doing uh, not only pressing charges but follow through. You follow through. It's a pain in the neck. I've done it. Yeah. Here, I think it's different in every city, but here we have to go to the magistrate with a law and fill out a long, long report. Yeah. Show any evidence we might have it, and it, it's you know it's not easy parking. You have to pay for the parking, yeah. so it's it is a hassle. But you, you need to do it. Yeah. It's important so to do it. Let me just
1: walk through this scenario then. I'll, I'll use the example yeah. of the lady that you mentioned. They got almost got her eye poked out. Right, right? This abort poked right. through the fence yeah. with her umbrella yeah. and knocked the girl's glasses off. Right, yeah. She called the police or mm-hmm. I believe the police I were they right they were there right on there, site. were right there.
0: And fortunately, they actually even saw it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they come over mm-hmm. and they're asking, you know, what went on here? Or at mm-hmm. least maybe they saw what went on there. And they pretty much just catalog that as all. This is a bad situation. What needed to happen Mm -hmm. and what did happen is, well, officer, it's a bad situation for sure. But I want to press charges, right? And sometimes you have to say that. Now, for some police officers, they already know. Especially if they see an assault, it's, it's their duty to actually press charges, to actually deal with the issue. But in some cities like Charlotte, where our police officers are a little little more antagonistic and and less inclined to take action on our behalf, you've got to press them. Yeah. And so, you know, a similar scenario, someone, you know, down in Southern California, uh, a lady punched a sidewalk counselor. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And, uh, and knocked her down. And so they called the police. The police showed up. They show up. W- what do you want to be done? Well, I want you to track this person down. Here's their license plate. And uh, I want you to track them down. I want to press charges against them. The police had had to be told (laughs) that they want to press charges. I mean,
0: well, now I have a question for you because I'm not quite sure of the answer of it, Um, but it has been asked of me before. Not only do I sometimes feel we need to press charges, but I want to take it and to the level where I'll say, I want you to arrest them. Yeah. This was an assault. Right. I think they should be arrested. Yeah. And I believe that is what we asked in the case of the our counselor with the sunglasses. And they said, if I'm remembering correctly, that it was not a felony assault. And so they did not have to arrest yeah. Yeah. on the spot.
1: Right. They could have, but they didn't have to. And that's okay. the thing. You, you you sometimes have to graciously demand that they yeah. do what they're supposed to do, right? Because yeah. they they want, especially in this scenario, some police officers kind of see it as well. You put yourself in harm's way by coming out here. So They've it's actually said
0: that to me. Yeah. they have. They said you could just go home.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is you know ridiculous, right? Uh, but most police officers aren't going to take that position. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this. There is a lot of paperwork that can go along with an assault or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the way the court systems are right now, they're stacked with all kinds of cases. And police officers have all kinds of cases that are backlogged that they're going to have to show up to court because when they fill out a report and they you know, press charges, go through with pressing charges, arrest someone, they have to show up to court for that that incident. Right. So they're going to try not to do that. And as much as they can, they're going to try to get out of, some of them are going to try to get out of pressing charges. They're going to try to get out of doing all that paperwork. If you'll just let it go, then for them, they just write it down as an incident, but they don't have to go through with the whole process, right? Submitting paperwork to the court system and all that stuff. So some police officers would just rather not do that and just wait for you to tell them that I want to press charges. Yeah. And so... If they're not ready, if they don't have their pen out, ready to write a citation, ready to make the arrest or whatever, then don't feel bad about pressing them to go through with pressing charges and yeah. arresting the person. Right. And
0: and um, another thing that I don't even know if it's in this article, but if you don't have evidence, sometimes you might be hesitant to call the police. But we're telling you, you should. Yeah. Even if you don't have video evidence, photographic evidence, whatever. They usually don't consider, at least here in Charlotte, they don't care that we have 10 witnesses of other counselors. Right. They they don't count that, I guess. Yeah. But um, you still press charges because yeah. then you've got the beginning of a record, yeah. um, a paper trail should it happen again. That person has already kind of been flagged yeah. by the system. And that's really valuable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Having your witnesses too, like if it does mm-hmm. ultimately go to court, that will that will help help in the, uh, in the courtroom, in right, that scenario. Right, that's true.
0: And so, I don't. again, I don't even know if I put this in the article, but we have um, an incident report form that we have our counselors fill out because yeah. it's so easy to forget. Right. All of the details, especially by the time it, it goes to trial. Yeah. So to have it all written down with all the witnesses, names, addresses, phone numbers, you'll need that for the magistrate. Yeah. Um, if you're going to press charges. So... Um, Having every city have a form like that yeah. uh, ready to go for the counselor to fill out is a really important
1: Yeah, um, Yeah, and step. that's something I would be more than happy to share with mm-hmm. the folks who are right. listening who are part of right. Love Life City. It's just a Google form, right. pretty simple, yeah. but I'd, I'd be more than willing to share. So reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org, if you want to get that and you're part of Love Life. Yeah. Um, so the next thing that you have as a subheading here is what if the police seem antagonistic? Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the problem there is you're walking um, the line of you don't want to make them angry with you because they are hopefully going to help you. Yeah. But if they seem antagonistic, you've got to understand that some people... Just really hate us. They hate what we do. And that includes police officers. They are not going to be nice to us. They are going to be hostile. Yeah, you can't control that. You really cannot. But what you can control is your behavior. Right. And so I I will never forget the video of some of the founders of Cities for Life being arrested and they were just so noble they yeah. were so respectful and gentle yeah. and kind and even thanked the officer as they're handcuffing him thanked the officer for his service to the community yeah even yeah, though this, is the this was the situation
1: yeah this is the situation when um because of the the stay at home order because right. of covid right we weren't the the abortion clinic could be open but it was illegal for us to be out in front of the abortion. Center so they praying. said, right. So they, so they said, said, right. Now, ultimately, it was found that we were in the right. They were in the wrong, but they literally arrested several people out in front of the abortion center, including got founded, David Benham, the guy that founded Correct. Cities for Life and then yeah. some folks that um, were part of the leadership team on Love Life. Right. And uh, yeah, they were absolutely in the wrong. But yet still, there was this respectability and uh, this attitude of, Of thankfulness toward their for their service toward the officers, right? It was was obvious, and
0: that that being respectful, it was, and it made such an impact on me. Yeah. But it made an impact on the community, as I recall, donations skyrocketed, which was not at all the intention. Yeah. But when people see people respectfully and. Um, boldly but kindly standing for their rights and um, and basically the Bible says that how are we to treat our enemies and our captors it it's to be with the love of the lord and that's what I saw yeah um, and that can go a long way and I think yeah. it probably went a long way in some of those policemen's uh, and police women's um, yeah. hearts as well.
1: I'll say that they definitely saw the contrast yes. when the Black Lives Matter riots and protests and stuff broke out and the arrests right. that took place there. Right. I promise you those people weren't as respectful right. as the people that, you know, the Christians they arrested praying in front of the yes. abortion center. I yes. guarantee you these police Amen. officers saw the contrast Amen. and they should. Mm-hmm. Now, there are times you put in this article, when to defy the officer. Right. Um, there are times that we... Uh, defy unlawful orders and things like that. We need to be very selective in this. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's a scenario in which you guys that are serving on the sidewalk need to do this. I mean, typically speaking, my guidance to you is if an officer is is really adamant, let's say, for example, the, the thing that I said earlier, you're handing out brochures and an officer says that you can't hand out brochures. You want to respectfully push back and say, well, according to the Constitution, I have a right. I have a freedom of speech to hand out brochures to people Mm -hmm. that want them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I do have the ability to do this, officer. If he's if he's just adamant about the fact or the idea that you're not supposed to do that and it gets to the point where he's ready to arrest you. The best thing for you to do is to continue to, to do not to continue the activity, but to say, okay, you know, you want a video. You want to log the incident, but we can talk to an attorney about that because that yeah. that basically that officer has violated your constitutional right to freedom of speech. We can file a lawsuit against the city or whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, you do want to abide and we'll deal with it on the back end. Right.
0: Yeah. I like what you said. Um, I don't think this is in the article either about you want a video if at all possible, if you are going to challenge um Get it on record what the police person, the police officer said. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I will say I'm going to videotape you because I do I do need this. Um, yeah. Because I'm, i I I want to be clear on what on what you're saying. Yeah. And and then respectfully do so. They don't love it at yeah. least the when I've done it they don't like that. But I have done that before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also remember many of these police officers, if not all of them. Have a body cam, right? right? So they're recording the incident as well, right? So don't forget that, because if that ultimately does go to court, and the body cam footage shows you being respectful, but yeah. also the the police officer maybe being belligerent or whatever, they yeah. can show a good contrast there. Because mm-hmm. listen, for the most part, police officers they they are model citizens, great people, people right. that we should respect, right? But there are some bad police officers. But we always want to come with the assumption, unless given a, a compelling reason otherwise, mm-hmm. to believe, we always want to come with the, the, the assumption that this officer has the best for you and for society in mind. Right? right? We always want yes. to come with that assumption yeah. and and treat them as such. And even if they don't have the best in mind, we still need to be respectful. And I right. think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this. In any ac- interactions with the police, you need to be as respectful as possible and abide by their orders. and. You know, if they do tell you the things you shouldn't be doing that, you know, are constitutional, you can push back a little bit. But at the end of the day, if they say, no, I'm going to arrest you if you don't stop, then you need to stop and then you can reach out to me. We'll we'll talk about it, talk through how to get an attorney on this thing. Yeah. Um, But hopefully that was equipping for you guys on how to deal with the police Uh, Maybe there's some more in-depth questions you guys might have. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. I'd love to talk with you through um, whatever struggles you might be having along this line. Can't answer every question. I don't know all the laws in every city. I think a really important thing for you guys to do as homework is to dig into what the laws are in your city. And so a couple of things before we wrap up is... Um, dig into what the handbill or leafleting laws are. Mm-hmm. You can just Google search it. Mm-hmm. Dig into what the sign laws are for First Amendment activities. Um, so these are just some keywords that you can search. You can search demonstration, mm-hmm. what what the demonstration laws are. Sound ordinances, yeah. amplified sound ordinances. Again, these are keywords that you can search on Google. Search whatever your city is. And then sound ordinance, whatever your city is. Um, leafleting laws or handbills, another keyword that they use, maybe even going to the police station, like I mentioned, and asking them, what are the, what are the laws and things that, that i can do without having any issues with the police are and that can go. sometimes
0: they are um i have found they are not as well informed about some of the things we can and can't do constitutionally than we are yeah so just be aware of that it it helps for you to to know yourself yeah and and then i think it is a good suggestion though to go and find out what they think because then you can have a discussion in a less volatile place
1: yeah 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 absolutely so, yeah, we hope this was a blessing to you guys. and hope this equipped you guys. Again, you can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach out to her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you for future episode suggestions. We'd love also for you guys to leave us a review on whatever podcast service that you use. We'd love to hear what you guys think of this. And until next time, God bless. God
0: bless you all.
1: me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. But nothing's too precious since I met you.